discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be here. Ask anybody about you at all. I'm glad to be here at all. All right. I started sharing some things from last week Sunday, isn't it? And, uh, you know, the song we were singing just a few minutes ago um, said that he has won everything for us, isn't it? Hallelujah, you have won the victory. Oh, hallelujah, you have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. You are the risen King. You see that in majesty. You are the risen King. Hallelujah. Now, that communicates something to you. That should communicate something to you. Jesus has done Everything that he needs to do. Everything. He secured everything. If he didn't secure everything, he wouldn't have left. Would your father allow you to go to school without your school fees? I mean, I know sometimes it happens, but I mean, on a normal day, would your father allow you to go to school without your school fees, without your feeding fee, without all those things. I mean, he'll make sure he supplies everything or provides everything before he allows you to go. Is it true? Hallelujah. He will, he will do all those. He'll furnish you with all that you require before he lets you go. Okay? <laughs> God has done everything. Everything that is needed and required for your life to be beautiful and to be glorious and to be to be wonderful has been given. He's done everything already. It's a done deal. God is not doing anything. The Bible says that Jesus is seated, waiting for his enemies to be to be made his footstool. He's seated. The seated position has or communicates the idea of rest, isn't it? So he's at rest. He's not moving up and down. When you pray, Jesus doesn't stand up from his throne, move around to check. Gabriel, uh, Omer is asking for something. Let's, let's sort her out. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't say, oh, Monica is asking for something. Let's sort her out. There's nothing like that. 
Mr. Martin is asking for something. Let's sort it out. There's nothing like that. Everything, and that's the idea that is communicated in the New Testament. Okay? In the Old Testament, they would make requests and God would deposit it into the account. But in the New Testament, everything that would be needed, you know, it's like uh, you went to school for your first semester and your father didn't know how things were going to be. So he waited on you to call upon him before he puts the money into your account. You get it? Hallelujah. So your, your daddy's trying to, he's trying to check. He doesn't know how much you need. He, this is a new environment. You, are, you just moved from secondary school to the university. And this is a new environment. He doesn't know how things, will go, how things are going to be. So he waits on you to call. Then he sends the money. Waits on you to call. Then he sends the money. But after the first semester, he realizes that you spent, if he's, I mean, he, he realizes you spent about 5,000 cities. He needed about 5,000 cities to get you through the first semester. So the next semester, he will put around that figure, or even more, he will put about 7,000 so that you have more than enough. That's what God did. The Old Testament was to check how things would be. The New Testament, he knows everything, so he puts everything in your account. So now your job is to use your ATM card. Is it his job to give you the money? He's giving the money already. Your job is to use the ATM card. If you will not use the ATM card, it is your own problem. You can starve to death. Whilst you're having 7,000 Ghana seeds lying in there. So it's not on God's account. It's on our account now. It is our responsibility. So stop suffering for nothing. A lot of Christians are suffering for nothing. Calling on God and talking to God and shouting and doing all kinds of things. They are sending in the wrong signals. The wrong code. You know, sometimes your computer, your computer you, 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 you copy a file on a pen drive. You insert into the computer and it says it can't read the file. Isn't it? It can't read the file. You want to watch a movie, Boss Baby. You want to watch Boss Baby. You put the thing in and it's not coming. Why is it not coming? The file is not correct. He can't read that file. Even though there's something on the pen drive, it cannot be read. Some prayers cannot be understood in heaven. Do you all wonder what's going on? What is this dude talking about? It's strange. It's like, ah, what what code is this? Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He has done everything. The Bible says that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. He's blessed us with all things that we require. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's not going to bless us. He has blessed us. Say I'm blessed. blessed. He's made us the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham does not lack. The seed of Abraham is the one who who is a who enjoys the promises of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is why in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says that for you are God's workmanship. For you are God's workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works. Ephesians 2:10. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Look at the Amplified. The Amplified is nicer. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. You are God's own what? That, that should communicate. I mean, Samson will never release a phone if he knows it's going, to get, if it's going to be blowing up. If they knew it was going to be blowing up, what, that was what? Note what? Seven, right? Note seven. If they knew that note seven would be blowing up and burning people's cars, you think they would have released it? What did that do to their company? It tarnished the image of the company. It made them lose money. No normal uh, manufacturer whose head is really on his, on his body right would produce something that he knows would not work and allow it to go out. 
Nobody does that. It used to happen with China, but now they've, even, they've developed some sense. They've developed some wisdom. They, they don't do that any longer. Of course, they have the fake ones. If you come to the shop, if you come to their, their, their factory, you ask, do you want this one, this one, this one, highest grade, middle grade, low grade, which one do you want? They all look the same, but their quality is different. Welcome to China. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just for we are God's own handiwork, handiwork, his workmanship. We are his product. The NIV says that we are his manufactured product. That's, that's the idea that is created, that he communicates. We are, we are his product. Okay? Yeah, if, if you get, if you get a, 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 a Rolex watch, you know you have a good watch. You know you have a good watch, isn't it? You know the watch can fall into water, and you pick it back up and everything will be fine. But there are certain watches you can't let it touch water. If it is raining, you hide it like this and then you'll be moving in town. There are some hairstyles you wear that rain cannot touch. I mean, if, there, if water touches, you are in trouble. Some tushia will just, the thing will just become some, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when you know that this thing is quality, you don't, you don't, you don't bother. I mean, no, no matter, you know it's fireproof. You know it's waterproof. You know it's airproof. You know it's wa- everything proof. Bulletproof. So when you're, I mean, you are confident. Can you imagine if you are wearing a, bullet, a bulletproof vest? You are not afraid of any bullets that will come, come your way. The bullets will come. I mean, the verse communicates the idea that bullets are going to be coming. But you, do, you are not afraid of what is going to come because you know you, are, you, are, you have on your bulletproof vest. They can shoot you as many times as they want. You do this, and then you come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Because you know what you have. You know what you are. Hallelujah. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. If God were to produce something, do you think he would do something that is not correct? Have you ever seen the sun coming up and then falling on us? The sun, you woke up in the morning and the sun was closer than it was supposed to be. If, we should, if the sun should get, or if we, the sun is stationary, we should move closer or farther away from the sun, isn't it? If we should move a little bit closer, if the earth should move just an inch closer to the sun, everybody in the earth will die. If we should move just an inch away from where it is, everybody in the earth will, will freeze to death. Can you imagine? We are just where we are supposed to be. Perfect. Yes, some people say that there's no God. Everything that God makes is wonderful, it's beautiful, it's excellent. Does not need to be. Have you did you ever add anything to the heavens? We look at into the heavens and say that the stars are not enough. Okay, let's fix some stars up there. Do you do you have anything like that? Everything that He creates is perfect, is beautiful, is lovely. We are called a new creation. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creature. God created him. He's a new one. A new type. A new species. One that has not existed before. He's a new type of species. Hallelujah. So if you, if you know that God does not create things that are corrupted and that are bad, why do you think that you don't have everything that you require and need for life? Why, why, why must you think like that? He has communicated everything. Your husband is inside. Everything that you need. Your cars are inside. All the things. Look, I, I like what, what, we're, what we are reading in Ephesians 2.10. Okay? Amplified. Oh, hallelujah. He has done everything. He won it all for me. Everything he did, he did. Jesus didn't need to die for himself. He died for you and I. He died to take us from hell. From the bondage of death. To give us life. To take us from darkness into light. To take us from poverty into riches. 
He did that. These are things that happened when he died and was buried and went to hell and came out of the, of the graves and ascended to heaven. These are things that he did. That was his work. And he did every single thing. He's done every single thing. He's done every single thing. Okay? He says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. We've been recreated, born anew, born again. Recreated in Christ Jesus, meaning we were created initially, but then there was a recreation that took place to make us new creations. That we may, and he did that so that we may do those good works which he predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking past which he prepared ahead of time. For what purpose? That we should walk in them, living the good life. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Is sickness a good life? When you are sick, yesterday I, I, someone, someone said something that I, I, I took, I picked up, even though I knew that I picked it up once again. He said, if you, when you are sick and they bring you your best meal, I mean, probably you're a fufu fan, fufu with a punching kaka, I don't know how you, goat soup, the goat with, with the skin, with small fat under. Yes, very nice. You're a big fan of that. I mean, you are into fufu and a punching kaka. I mean, yesterday we had, we finished, we had a pastor's uh, refresher course, and one of our pastors, as soon as the fasting was over, she went straight to a fufu joint. She said, fufu lady. Hey! But when you are sick, you're a fufu person and you are sick, you are ill. You are not feeling well. There's fever in your system. And they bring in the, they bring you the fufu with the goats whose, uh, 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 what, how's it called? How do you say that in English? The head top, eh? The goat that smell. You see the smelly goat. Apapo, the smelly goat. Like their meat is nicer. Their soup is very powerful. They bring that one, very high, the highest quality of goat, and they, they they bring it to you, and you 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 can't even eat it. It smells terrible for you because there's something wrong. You there's, there's, you are not at ease within. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why? Because you are ill. That is not a good life. You cannot enjoy the fufu that you'd want to enjoy. That is not a good life. How is cancer a good life? How is poverty a good life? Lack. You can't do anything. You want you want to. Lack of money is not a good thing at all. Hey. Well, there's no money. You you really want to get some things done and you just can't get it done. Desire, you are plagued with desire. That can never be fulfilled. You see a car. Ah, I, I wish I was driving this car. You sit in an old rickety trotro with metals. And as you, are, you are just going through a dusty road and you are just going like that. And the motor's just hitting the metal. You could have been sitting in another car, a Lexus or something. Which calculates the portals before you even get there. And strengthens its, its, its whatever. It shocks for you. To absorb all the shocks. So you can be sitting in a car even though it's going up and down. You're just there like that. Life is good. That's what God gave to us. <laughs> it's not bad for you to, to live good. Some people think that living good is bad. It's, the one who created you works on gold, brother. He works on gold. What is your problem? Why would he do something else for you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He never falls sick. When he came down here on earth, he showed us that sickness and disease is not something he created. By curing it. He cured it. When he saw them sick, weak, and dying, the Bible says that he was moved with compassion. 
and he healed all of them. That is what he came to do, meaning that is not from him. That is not a good life. Sickness, disease, poverty, fear of death. They are those who are afraid of death. They are afraid they are going to die. You are just 18, but you, you, you have dreams of death. You feel death all around you. How, how, how is that? When you, when you sit in the car to go to a car, something, then a voice comes to you. You will die at Konongo. <laughs> what a shock. And you are, you are scared every time. You don't, want to, you don't want to even take some kind of risk. You don't want to move around. You, you just want to stay in your home. You just want to, you, you are afraid. Depression is plaguing you. Yesterday, someone was telling me about a lady who is depressed. I mean, even though she has everything, she has tried killing herself six times. The last time was two weeks ago. Her roommate thought she was sleeping, not knowing she had taken a lot of drugs and had collapsed and she was lying on the bed as though she was sleeping. If they had not gotten her to the hospital 30 minutes before the time they did, she would have died. But she has a car. She's driving a car. Her dad bought her a car two months ago. Very nice car. Comfortable. Like the one I'm just, I just described to you. But she's, she's, she's depressed. Those things are not from God. Depression, sadness, insecurity, inconsistencies in life, sickness. I mean, sometimes they, they, a doctor will just mention... I mean, doctors are wonderful. They just do their job. They know their job and they do their job. They just announce to you what has happened to you. Your womb is not going to... It's not working anymore. I mean, they just announce it to you that your, your womb is not... It's difficult for them, but they have to announce it to you. They have to let you know... What, that's what they've studied. That's what they've been trained for. Don't fight them. That's what they've been trained for. They just announce what they have been told to announce to you. Now, it's up to you to face the reality. Face what is real? Is this one real or that one is real? How is your life going to be like? How are things going to be like? Hallelujah. Living the good life which he pre-arranged. So he has pre-arranged it. He has pre-arranged good life for Marilyn. When it comes to Marilyn, good life. When it comes to free, good life. When it comes to Akins, good life. So when the angels mention Akins, oh, good life. That's what Akins, I'm not thinking about him. Good life. Good life. Good life. He's put, because he's put everything in your account. He's put everything in your account. Now the challenge is with how to access it. How to access, how do I access it? How can I, how do I use the ATM card? You have, you have to know you have an ATM card. If you don't, it starts by knowing, isn't it? If you don't know you have an ATM card, you're in trouble. If you don't have, you have, you have, a, you have a checkbook. And the purpose of the checkbook, you're in trouble. You can go to the bank and cry. Ah! ah give me my money! Give me my money, give me my money, give me my money, give me my money! You can, you can behave like a child and lie on the floor. Give me my money! <laughs> the bankers will say, brother, what is wrong with you? Security guy, him out. Even if your money, you, you know your money is there. You are aware that your money is in there. They are also aware that your money is in there. But that's not the way to do it. You are doing it wrong. So the first thing, okay, is to know. And listen, mind you, God is not aware of your sufferings. God is not aware. You'll be surprised. Should I show you in the Bible? He's not he has no he doesn't have a clue. <laughs> he doesn't know that you are not having a child, you are not getting mine. He doesn't because in his books he's done all that for you. So he's not aware. 
There's something God does not know about you. He doesn't know about your sufferings and about your lack. <laughs> Go to Genesis chapter chapter 3. Let's read from verse 1. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, God created a beautiful world, beautiful earth. Put everything in there and then put the man in there. Okay? In chapter 1, verse 26, it says that let the man have dominion over all things, isn't it? Let them have dominion over all things that creepeth upon the earth. He gave him power, ability over all the elements of the earth. Over the air, over the water, over the earth. And everything that the air produces, everything that the earth produces, and everything that the water produces. He gave him authority and dominion over all of these things. Hallelujah. So in God's books, this is what God has done. Nothing is supposed to dominate Adam. That's what, that's what he has done. He's put Adam in charge. Adam is in charge of everything. Go to Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Have you seen it? Did you see, did you see it? He says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. This is what he did. So when he created Adam, he gave him everything. Everything belonged to Adam. All things were his. Because in God's mind, he's communicated that to him. That's it. Now, when Adam ran into trouble, how did his trouble come? By partaking of the fruit of the tree that he was not supposed to partake of. You remember? Trouble came to him. Immediately Adam partook of it. Adam realized that he was naked. His eyes were open and he realized he was naked. So when God came walking in the, in the garden, just like he was doing all, all the other times, and he got in there. Look at Genesis 39. When God came in, he called Adam. Adam, where art thou? And the Lord called, called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Where are you, Adam? Where are you? Just like he did every day. Adam, where are you? And then Adam will just appear and will have fellowship. They'll be happy together. Enjoy themselves, plan for how things are going to be during the day and everything. And then he'll go back. Look at the answer of Adam. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid. This is the first time the word afraid was used in the, in, in the whole of the earth. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Adam knew that he was in trouble. And hid himself. Yet look at God's answer. This is, the, this is Adam's trouble. Adam's trouble has come. Adam has just ushered in the death. The, he has just ushered in creation into death. Yet God was not aware. So God said, and he said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you? Because I am not aware. Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I commanded him that he didn't know? God wasn't aware. Are you surprised? God said, I thought God was all-knowing, all, he's, all, he's omniscient. Brother, there are some things he's not aware of. Because he's done everything that... Do you understand what I'm saying? He's done what he's supposed to do in his mind. The Bible says that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. When he gives you, he doesn't, he doesn't know any other thing. If it's not working, it's not working. It's you. Do you understand? It's you. The problem is on your side, not on his side. From his side, he knows what he has done. If there's a challenge, it's from your side, not from his side. So he's not aware. He was not aware. Are you surprised? You are surprised. He's not, oh, he's not aware. So you can cry. Ah, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's not aware. He's not aware of your suffering. He's not, he doesn't know. In his mind, he has done what he's supposed to do. In his mind, he's coming. From, pick pick this, this particular example, for instance. 
in Second Corinthians chapter six, okay, from verse fourteen, there's something very beautiful that is communicated there. He mentions this: "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has with has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, isn't it? You are the temple of the living God, right? Am I the one saying it? And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. So." In the eyes of God, you are the temple of God. And his eyes is inside you. Isn't it? If there's no womb. God does not have any problem with your body. That is why he do it. God is neat. God is, he, God is perfect. He comes to places where everything is okay. What do you think? Will you, will you sleep consciously? If you have money, you have everything. Will you go and sleep in a one-bedroom uh, 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 single-room in a no, not if that one is even good. Sorry, a mad house, no roof, nothing. You are just in there. Will you do that when you have all of you have billions of dollars? Will you do that? Everybody wonder what is wrong with you, isn't it? Oh, hmm. why do you think God will come and come and live in you if He thinks that there's something wrong with you? If He has chosen to live in you and He's the creator of the universe, then He sees everything perfect with you. So whatever is wrong with your body and wrong with your uh, what is happening around you, he's not he's not aware of it. He, he's happy inside. <laughs> he's happy inside because he knows everything is okay. He's happy inside. He's just enjoying himself. He's just having a lovely time. So if there's a problem, it is your side. You are not seeing things right. I'm making sense to you because with respect God, what with respect to God, he's okay. He's fine. You are perfect for him. Everything is in order. That is why he has come in there. So if the doctor announces to you that you have cancer, God is not aware. Because if he was aware, he wouldn't have brought in a, a cancerous body. He's not aware. It means that God is not seeing the cancer. You to start seeing the way God sees. And you'll be surprised at what will happen to the cancer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm saying to you? Yes, mm. So God is not aware. He's not aware. Because he has done everything. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. God does not change his mind about you. God does not. That is why the things that God has provided for you is not, it's, it's not based on what you do or don't do. That's, that's what grace is. Even though some people are taking advantage of it, but that's what it really is. Okay? The blessing of God has nothing to do with what you do right or not do right or not to do right. So don't think that God hears you more because you didn't do something during the week. So your confidence on Sunday is higher because during the week you are very good. You are reading your Bible. You are, you are praying. You are doing everything. So Sunday morning, your confidence is very high. Your boldness is very high. When they say lift up holy hands, by the following week when you do something wrong and they say lift up holy hands, when you do this, Your righteousness does not reduce or increase. You don't become more human or less human as you grow up, isn't it? You're always human. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What sin is, sin destroys you, not God and what he knows about you. It destroys you. It clouds your judgment and it prevents you 
from feeling free before God. And it leads you to kill yourself. That's what sin does. If you want to have confidence with God, okay, it is rooted in your righteousness. Hallelujah. Maybe another time we'll talk about that. Okay? Yeah. So God is not aware. Can you imagine if your daddy, your daddy has given you, he's given you the, the 7,000 Ghana cities and you call him again and say, send me money. They, they say there's no money for me. What do they say? Brother, there's money in there. My son, there's money in there. Go and go and take it. Then you go to the bank and you start crying. Ah, give me the money. You are not, it's not your father's fault. Sorry? What is your account? You don't even know your account number. When is your account number? You start mentioning 0243 <laughs> Ah, that is your phone number. We are talking about your account number. I, I, I don't know what it is. Okay, what is your name? My name is Bafuewa. There are so many Bafuewas in the, in, the, in the thing. Mention your real name. You, you may not even know the name. <laughs> you mention your, you go, you mention your nickname. Kubobo. <laughs> Jumping Jonathan. What's your name? My name is Jumping Jonathan. Hallelujah. So understand that. It's it's, it's on your side. Do you understand that? Do you understand that your your whole life is actually your responsibility? The quality of your life is actually your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. The earlier you understand that, that when you get to know that your, your future is actually in your hands, and that is not in God's hands, God has done what he's supposed to do. He says, all authority in heaven and heaven and earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore. On the basis of this authority, when they gave him the authority, he communicated it right to us. Right to us. What are you doing with the authority? Hallelujah. <clears throat> what are you doing with it? He's done everything. He's done everything. According as he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Go to Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 3. Hallelujah. We can read from verse 1. It's called the knowledge of God's word. Okay? Yeah. So how am I going to work on things? How am I going to get things together? That's the question you should be asking yourself. How am I going to get things together? Just, let's read from verse 1. So that it makes more sense. Simon Peter, seven and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us. Did he say is going to give unto us? According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So the first thing you need to be able to access all the things that God has blessed you with and enjoy them because you know that God has done all these things but you check your life and it is not there you know that God has taken you out of depression and brought you out into joy he says I am come that they might have life and have it to the full he says the kingdom of God is, is, is not meat and drink but it's, it's, it's what righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost you check your life you don't see righteousness around you you don't see peace around you you, don't, you certainly don't see joy around you but that's, the word of God says this is what has happened first thing so I'm talking about four things that you can employ to change your, your situation. Okay? Four important things that you must employ to change your situations. Because things need to change. Can you imagine that your promotion is not in someone's hand? 
Your promotion is not in someone's, it's not in someone's hand. It's in your own hand. You can change your pay grade. You, you can change your pay grade. It's up to you. You see, the earlier you find these things out, the earlier you get to know that I am responsible. Life is a race of responsibilities. The earlier you accept it, the better. Okay? See, I'm responsible for my own life. Yeah. I am responsible for my own life. Say it again. I am responsible. Listen, put, one, put your left hand on your chest and lift your right hand and close your eyes and say, I'm responsible for my own life. Say it again. I'm responsible for my own life. Today I know that I'm responsible for my own life. It's not in God's hands, please. Okay? You can chart your course of greatness. It's up to you. You can. You can. That is why God is fair. God is fair. He doesn't give someone faith more than he gives someone else faith. God is very fair. Everything, what, um, what should I use? Sometimes in a, in a church, you'd have someone who is really rich. Okay? He's doing very well. The person came in poor. He's getting better and bigger and greater and going up and up and up and up and up. And someone has been around as well, around the same times this person came in. And is not having that. And this one who's not having that begins to, you know, criticize and wonder at the other person. Ah, why? What are you doing that I'm not? What? No, they will not ask, what are you doing that I'm not doing? Why is God not fair? Do you get it? Why is God not fair? Why is it that God has done it for him and he has not done it for me? God didn't do anything for him. He got enough sense to put the word of God that he was hearing to work. Hallelujah. Are you hearing something else from what the other person is hearing? Are you all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it depends on you. What did Jesus say? He says that <laughs> the one who hears my word and does it is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The one who does not do it it's like the one who has who hears a word and does not do it. Okay? And because he does not do it, he says it's like the man who built his house on the sand. Then he says the winds came, the floods came, they all beat upon the, the, the house. All of them, they all had the same circumstances, the same conditions around them. One stood, one did not stand. It is not on him. It is on, it's not on God. It is on where you are building your building. Where are you building yours? It is your responsibility. Oh. Say it again, it's my responsibility. Yeah. So I mentioned, the first thing I mentioned was to know the word of God. Actively, not passively, not, uh, it's like I know it, I don't know it, I know it, I don't know it. You know, sometimes you you don't even know the scripture you are standing on to make the request you are making. You want a job, you want a job. You want a job with a company. And you don't know scriptures that you can use to employ or to apply your faith. Okay, you, you don't know. You've not, you, you don't know anything in the scriptures. You want your financial status to change. You see only hundred Ghana cities in your life. The highest amount of money you've seen is hundred Ghana cities or thousand Ghana cities. You want to start seeing ten thousand. You can make a change. You can make a change. It is in our hands. You can make a change if you if you understand this thing that I'm saying. Your life will change forever. I don't blame God for a lot of things. Though. I don't blame God for anything, actually. There's a book called Don't Blame God, isn't it? Don't Blame God by Kenneth Hagin. Probably you should read it. Don't Blame God. He talks about what I'm talking about now. Don't Blame God. It's actually on you. <laughs> Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Let me show it to you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Now Jesus has died. He's risen from the dead. He's about to ascend to heaven. 
and he gives an instruction to his disciples. Tells them something very, and Jesus is very careful with his words. He chooses his words very, very carefully. Very, very carefully. He says, that ye shall receive power. The word power here, there are two words for power in the Bible. There's authority, which is dunamis, and then there's exousia. Sorry, there's authority, which is exousia, and then there's dunamis, which is power, might. Do you understand? Like, like Superman's power. You know Superman's power is not in his body. Superman and Batman are different, isn't it? Batman does not have any supernatural powers, superpowers. He's a normal guy, but he's very powerful. The dude with the cape, isn't it? <laughs> like Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris does not have any superpower, but Chuck Norris can run around the globe and hit his own foot at the same time. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Jesus chose his word very carefully. This particular word here is not authority. This one is power. Power is dunamis. And it means an ability to cause a change. He says, but you shall receive power. You shall receive ability to cause changes after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto all the uttermost parts of the earth. How can this happen? You need money for that to happen, isn't it? He says, all that is in the power that will come when the Holy Ghost comes. So what you need is the Holy Spirit. And you have the Holy Spirit. Because you have the Holy Spirit, you have all the power of God inside. Power is inside. Do you want God to come and switch the power on for you? No, it's inside. It's in you now. You have to use it. Let me show you a scripture. Can I show you a scripture? We, see, I can change things. I can change what I don't like. I have the ability. I can change what I don't like. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, the authority is in the name and the power is in us. The might, the supernatural ability to cause that change is in us. And the authority under which we can do that is in the name of Jesus. He's giving us his name. He's giving us his power. We don't lack anything. Everything is inside. Now you should use it. Put it to work. But if you don't know that it is there, how can you put it to work if you don't know? And there are different levels of knowledge. That's what I'm... That's what, that's what I'm you see, I spoke about knowing it actively. The next thing is to believe. Four levels. Knowing, believing, speaking, and then having patience. Patience. These are the four things. Knowing, believing in what you know, speaking what you, what you believe, and then having patience to see what you believe to come to pass. These are the four things. With these four things, you can change anything. You can change your status, your financial status, your, your, your health status. You can change anything. It doesn't matter what will come your way. God knows that you are fireproof. So he's not afraid of the fire that you will go through. He's not afraid. He made you. He's not afraid. He knows you are waterproof. He knows that when you go to the water, it will not, it will not drown. He says, you shall go to the water, but it shall not drown you. A Christian's life is not short or uh, it's not short of troubles. Christianity does not mean that no trouble, trouble-free life. Who told you? It is legally, experientially, you go through trouble, trouble, but then you come out on top. You think you marry easily like that? No. It may not happen easily. You think your child will show up easily like that? It may not happen like that. Because the devil does not like you. You think your ministry will work just like that? It may not happen like that. Nothing, no good thing falls down. How many of you uh, um, um, go under a mango tree and start praying that the right ones will fall? You go, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> it will fall. It will fall. <laughs> you are not going to get anything. 
Is it true? You have to do something about it. If you want to eat some mango, you have to eat something, do something about it. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's giving us all things. You must be aware of it. You must come to know it and believe it. Okay? Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 20. Ephesians 3, 20. Oh, I'm so excited. I know I can change. I can do something. I can do something about my life. I can do something about how things are going to be. I can. I can. No more. Tell me about no more tears. No more crying. And if we are crying, it should be tears of joy. Not tears of, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. Pastor, look at me. I've been serving God for the last 20 years of my life. <laughs> Your face is not nice don't, when you are crying. Don't, don't do that. Hallelujah. Say, prosperity is mine. <laughs> yeah. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. How? According to the power that worketh in us. According to the power, the dynamics that worketh in us. Sometimes we want to, we want to get things done in an emergency way. Like, something has to happen quickly. Uh, things don't happen like that. Things don't happen like that. Do you know things don't happen like that? Did you vanish from your house to get here today? When you woke up, <gasps> church, and then you were in church. There's nothing like that. There are processes. You went through something. You, you had to take your shower, brush your teeth. Do or do. You can smile because you brush your teeth. If you, are, if you had no, no brush, you would be doing this. Mm, mm. Hallelujah. He, everything is according to the power that is at work in you. According to the dynamics that is working in you. How is that power working? How, it's according to the power that, the power of change that is in you. The change without is according to the change that is in you. Hallelujah. So you must know the word. Okay? Actively, not passively, know the Bible concerning different situations. One of our sisters has written Bible verses concerning depression, concerning all kinds of things. Depression, these are the scriptures I need. Yeah, it's good. You are on the right path. Yeah. Prosperity, these are the scriptures I need. Healing, these are the scriptures I need. Grace, these are the scriptures I need. I know a man of God who would open his Bible and step on the, the, the Bible. At, he will open to the portion he wants to use and step on it and say, God, I'm standing on your word. Literally, I'm standing on your word. This thing has to happen. Yeah. It, and you'll be surprised. That is how miracles happen. That's why changes happen. Okay? So after getting to know what you want, getting to know exactly, let's say you want, uh, you want, to, you want a new job. Find scriptures concerning it. What are, some, what are some of the scriptures you can use? It does, you don't have to have a new job. There's no portion in the Bible where they've written new job. For new job, read the scripture. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that because this is by inspiration. This is by inspiration. John 3 16 can even be a scripture you can use. That's what God can, can put his light on it and it will be a, a, a word for a job for you. And you don't need to know so many of them. You don't need to know hundred scriptures about that particular thing. Just one is enough. Just one is enough. Are you listening to me? So don't, don't, don't go, oh, this is so difficult. How else do you want things to change? It can't change through any other means. Look at Philippians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 1. Okay, let's read from verse 3 so that you adjust verse 3 is okay. Philippians 3, 3. It says, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. It says we do not have any confidence in the flesh. Our confidence is in, is in the spirit. The way to get things done is not of the flesh, it's of the spirit. Jesus said that the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. 
He said, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh does not profit anything. The, if you are going to, you want to, you want to become a billionaire and you are going to do it through saving alone, you will take a very long time. Do you know how much it means, what it means to build a three bedroom house? You know what it means? I was telling you last week that probably you have to buy the land uh, between Kumasi and Sunyane in the bush. Because <laughs> that one is 500 Ghana cities. That's what you can buy. <laughs> then you start building it uh, every you I don't know how you're gonna do it. Every every day one block. <laughs> Even that one you're gonna suffer. Because you two thousand blocks, you mean meaning that you need two thousand days to get two thousand blocks. Do you know how what two thousand days are? You may not have lived for two thousand days. You may not twenty years times three hundred and sixty five. How much is that? Twenty times three hundred and sixty five. How much do you get? Seven thousand. 300. 20 years is 7,300 blocks. If you are going to do it one block one day. <laughs> so when are you going to build the house? By the time you finish building your it will be left with one tooth <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> if you depend on the flesh, the flesh will fail you. John 6 is the third. It is the spirit that gives life. It is spiritual things that give life. They can give life. The other things do not give life. So if you are just considering things of the physical, like this one can I, I will plan this one and plan this one and plan this one, you are going to fail. You may not last for long. You may achieve some results, but it may not last for long. It's not about achieving the results, it's about achieving results that are durable, that can last for long. It's only spiritual things that can get you things that are durable and can stay for a long time. Hallelujah. Yeah. So knowledge. Say knowledge. Knowledge of God's word. You see, knowledge of God's word. What do I need? Get it. Look for it. Find. That's why we've preached we've preach to you. Find messages. Get the knowledge. Gather the knowledge. After you gather the knowledge, the next thing is to start believing it. How do, and you can work on your believing. I want to share with you how to work on your believing. Okay? You can work on... Say, I can work on my believing. Yeah, because sometimes, like, you, 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 you say you want this particular change. You pray and it is not happening. You talk to it and it's not happening. What it means is that you don't believe it. Let me show you. Can I show you a scripture along that line? Go to Mark chapter 9. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? Do you love his word? Say, I love the word of God. Say it again. Hallelujah. Speak in tongues for some time. And allow the word of God to sink into your spirit. Okay? Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Praise the Lord. So let's read Mark chapter 9. I said Mark chapter 9, right? Let's read from verse 14. <laughs> and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. So Jesus was not around. When he came, he saw his disciples, the people who he had worked with and taught. And they had a lot of people surrounding them. And the scribes questioning with them. The scribes were asking them questions. So when he came, straight away, all the people, when they, beha- when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. Now, this particular, in another place, in, in Luke, I believe. No, in Matthew. This particular story is told with the, with, with, during the time when Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration. In Matthew chapter 19, Jesus went on a mountain with two of his disciples, uh, with three of his disciples, Peter, James, and then John. And before them, he was transfigured. As we, as we were praying, he was transfigured. Okay, his, 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 his demeanor changed. The Bible says that he, he, this is Matthew chapter 17 rather, he was, he was 
as a shining light. You see, and I, and he was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as a sun, and his raiment was white as a light. He became another thing altogether. And they saw him, he saw his real glory. Okay? Now, after this experience, when they came down from the mountain, they saw the disciples questioning, like I just showed you in Matthew chapter. Okay, so you can go down. Let's, let's read the one here. Okay? Let's read the one here. But there's some things I'll show you in the other side. Hallelujah. We'll go back to Matthew chapter 17. Okay, so let's read from verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, so this man came when he was coming, this man met him first. In the other side, we are, not, we are not shown that particular side, but this one shows us. The man ran and came and knelt before him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's lunatic and so vexed. This is a challenge. This is a problem. The, the, the boy is lunatic. He's a lunatic and he's vexed, so vexed. Do you understand so vexed? You don't understand it. Let's read BBE. This is King James, isn't it? Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's off his head. And he's in great pain. That's what it means when he says so vexed. He's in great pain. And frequently he goes falling into the fire and frequently into the water. He can just be walking and you see fire and then go and fall into the fire. This is a, a man who gave birth to this boy. Probably his only son. And as the boy was going up, his head just went off. And started misbehaving. He would just go and fall into a, a, a pool of water as though he was drowning. I mean, how can you, how can you live with such a person? This is a vegetable. It means that you have to, every time you have to be with a person, isn't it? He can't do anything for himself. The man was in great pain. Had great trouble. And he came to Jesus. He had trouble and he came to Jesus. Hallelujah. Mind you, this is Old Testament. And I brought him to thy disciples. He says, I brought him to your disciples. And they could not cure him. They could not cure him. I brought him to your disciples. They could not do it. They could not. What does could not mean? Meaning they try, doesn't it? How did they try? They tried it the same way Jesus has been. They've been seeing Jesus do it. You know, they are spiritual jargons. You can have, you know, you know what to say. You know the confessions. Yeah. Prosperity is mine. You are saying it because someone said it. <gasps> I, you just remember just a few, some few minutes ago you were doing it. So it's like, <gasps> Pastor. Yes, I'm not joking with you. I'm telling you the truth. You can have the, the spiritual jargon, how it is done. You can know how it is done and be doing it. And be confessing. I, I changed this in the name of Jesus. But um, there's a problem. That's what happened to these people. He says, and I brought him to your disciples. And they could not cure him. They couldn't do it. They tried it. You can, you can just imagine uh, Judas doing this. Out! Out! Nah! And the demon, the demon will be there. <laughs> they jump and slap him or something. Then Simon will come. Ah! And the demon would do? <laughs> nothing was changing. Nothing was happening. <laughs> Who would say Pierre? Who do you think you say? Uh, uh, Thomas would come and say Pierre. You use trees, isn't it? Pierre! And the demon was not going. I mean, still. He says, they could not. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. He's talking to his disciples. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here. That bring him to me. Bring that one to me. Bring that one to me. Bring him to me. And as the boy was coming, as we were bringing him, the Bible says that the boy began to foam. He began to display. Look at the next thing. Verse eighteen. Oh, and Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Jesus just out. That was it. What they had struggled to do. It took hours actually. It took hours of trial. It, it, they were trying and trying and trying. It wasn't working. Go back. The one in Mark 
shows us in a certain way. That's why I made us go. Mark chapter 9, okay? From verse 14, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you learning anything? Are you picking anything up? Yeah, it's not, it's not about the jargon. It's not about using the word. Hey, I see that is the need I need that. Do you really believe what you're saying? Do you really believe it? If you don't, you will say that the things, it's nothing that when you say, greater is it that is in me than he that is now, the devil will say, nye, 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 nye. you will go away and the trouble will come. Oh, nothing will change. Nothing, it will still be there. It has not changed. And when the disciples came to his, and when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. So this became a very big issue. They tried. I mean, I, I can just imagine a man bringing the boy to the, the, the three of them had gone, so nine were left, right? So bringing them to the nine disciples as they were walking on the streets. Then they did it. Out! They didn't happen. So he's just trying. Out, 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 out. Come. Then another person comes. So they were just taking turns. Bible mentions that they had, they had the whole, all of them tried. Okay? What's the next verse? So the, the place was just, people were just, it was becoming a scene. People were just coming in. Hey, what is happening? They say that they have power. Look at them. They are, look at how they are struggling. And straight away, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, running to him, saluted him. So they're like, this, when they saw Jesus coming, ah, finally. Finally, you. Boss has come. They ran to him and saluted him. Lord, master, you are welcome. Look at the next verse. Verse 16. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son. It became so huge that the scribes came asking them scriptures concerning what they were. What, what power do you have to even do what you are doing? It became a very serious problem. Hey! One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which has a damp spirit. The man knew that it was a spirit. In the other place, we are not told it was a spirit. But the man knew, they all knew that there was a spirit involved. He has a damp spirit. And whosoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pinneth away. And I spoke to the disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. They could not do it. Then Jesus said, Oh, he answered, he answered, said, he answered him and said, Oh, faithful generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Verse 10, verse 20. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straight away, the spirit tear him. So straight out, when the, when, the, when the boy was coming, the spirit just started manifesting. Just started showing up. Sometimes when you, when you are going to deal with the problem, or when you are dealing with the problem, that is when it becomes worse. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because Jesus is coming to deal with it. Jesus knows what to do. He knows he's going to get results. BB, let's look at BB. And they took him to him. And when he saw him, the spirit in him straight away became violent. Became very violent. <laughs> what do you think he's doing? He's trying to scare him. That's what the devil does. When your faith is intact and you start making some confessions, having some expectations, then the situation starts becoming worse. When a serpent is dying, what happens to it? It shakes. The, it shakes more than it does on a normal day. When you chop off the serpent's head, that is when the body shakes. Have you seen a chicken whose head has been chopped off instantly? You will see the way you will see how how much strength the chicken has to just be all over the paper. He's dead. The life is oozing out small, small. So when you speak to the situation, it doesn't change. Out of faith, don't worry. That's why patience comes in. So Jesus, with patience, just walked straight to him. Get out! <laughs> he says, and they took him to him, and when he saw him, the spirit 
in him straight away became violent and he went down on the earth, rolling about, streaming at the lips because Jesus had told him to get out. Look at the next verse, you see it there. And Jesus questioned that the father said, How long has he been like this? And he said, From a child. From a child, since he was a child, he's had this trouble. He's had this trouble. Something good was supposed to come into the man's life. A child is a good thing. All of a sudden, the child just becomes a problem. And then something good is going to happen, and then all of a sudden, it becomes a problem. These are challenges that are around. What do you do? Stop crying to God. Do something about it. What's your next verse? 22. And oft times he has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe. If thou canst believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. All things. All things. Ask your neighbor, all things. Ask your neighbor, do you understand all things? Or may I ask your neighbor, all things. Wow. All things. Have you ever seen this in your Bible? All things. All things. All things. I thought it was only possible to God. I thought it was only God that had that, that possibility. It was only God that had all things being possible to him. It's mentioned in the Bible. In Luke, he says that all things are possible with God. When God, when the angel came to Mary to come and talk to her, he said that with God nothing shall be impossible. But then in this place, we are told that all things, Jesus, God comes down on earth now, and then he says that all things are possible to him who believeth. The one who believes will have all things. Now, you see something like this in the Bible. I think you should, you should take it very, very seriously. This is not child's play. This is not something, believing is not something we should play with. Because everything is possible to the one who believes. This is, not, this is, this is, the, this is the fulcrum around which everything runs. You can have everything changing by virtue of faith. By virtue of believing. All things. Unless you are not serious about it. Unless you have another hope somewhere. All those who trust in the flesh. Let me show you a scripture that should change your mind immediately. If you trust in the flesh. If your whole life is based on my uncle is abroad. you come and pick me up to America. I have a good job right now. I'm being paid 7,000 cities. I can take care of that university guy, isn't it? I don't have a problem. Barclays is there for me. He will pay me. Everything is in there. I'm fine. I, went, I just went for checkup. They say that I have, my health is spot on. Everything is fine. Brother? That is the beginning of your trouble, isn't it? The day trouble will locate you. Next week, I'll give you an example of I'll give you an example of a certain king. Okay? Not today, next time. If you trust in the flesh, look at Jeremiah chapter 17. The Bible says, cursed. Jeremiah 17, 9. Eh? We can read from verse 5. Let's read from verse 5. He says, That's here the Lord. This is God talking. That's here the Lord. Say that's here the Lord. This is God talking. This is a declaration from God. That's here the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusted in man. Your trust is in man. And make it flesh his arm. That is what he rests on. The arm he rests on. You've made flesh. Jesus said that the flesh profits nothing. He wasn't joking when he said it. The flesh profits nothing. You can bank your hopes on your dad. The day things will change, you'll be surprised. You can bank your hopes on your wife. The day things will change, you'll be surprised. You can bank your hopes on your job. You'll be surprised at what will happen. Yesterday we were watching some homeless people on TV. White people in America. Homeless. 
about 80 of them, black and black and blacks and white. I, I, you know, you think it's only to be only be blacks. It's not a joke. You go abroad, you see whites begging on, brother. I mean, normally when we see whites, like everything is fine. It's a sign. White is a sign of prosperity. There was a sad video I saw, you know, of the kids. They they attributed everything bad to black and everything bad to white, including black children. I mean, the black they brought two dolls, a black doll and a white doll, and asked them which of the doll is nice, is is good. Pointed to the white. Why is why is she good? Because she's white. Why is this one bad? Because he's black. Why is he bad? Because he's beat, he beats people. That it's an inward thing. It's it is inwardly woven into the system. They brought black kids, they brought, they brought white kids and Asians, and they all said the same thing. That's beside the point. White guys and black guys, homeless. Do you think they were homeless when they were born? Emphatically not. Some of them were talking about how they were great musicians before. How they were bankers before. And their lives just deteriorated. No matter what you have today, if you don't know the word of God, everything in life is programmed to deteriorate. Jesus said that all things shall pass. He says the earth and the heavens pass it away. The only thing that will not fail is my word. If you don't program the word of God, of God inside you, you'll be surprised that as the days go by, as the years go by, things will just be going. Everything is planned to decay. Everything is born. You buy a new phone, so nice. The phone is so lovely. You don't want to, you don't want to throw it away. Have you seen how nice it normally looks in a showcase when, when they are selling it in the, in the shop? It looks so nice. So nice. You can't wait to get it. When you get it, after two weeks, during the two-week period, you, you wipe it on your shirt. Yeah. I mean, you, you, always, you have it everywhere you go. Yeah. After some time, you realize it is decaying. Yeah. The screen just starts cracking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before long, you don't like it again. Or a new one has come. And you need to get a new one. People are chasing. They are on a wild goose chase. They will never catch that goose. But they are chasing. They will never catch it. But they are chasing it. Flesh, flesh will betray you. Someone can promise you, I will marry you. You put your hope in a person before long. person will break your heart two weeks to their wedding. If your heart is not in God, no matter if, even if you are married, your heart should be in God, not in your husband. I'm telling you, your trust should be in God, not in your husband. You understand? That's here the Lord. Cares be the man that trusted in, the, in man and make it flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. Look at what will happen to him. He says, For he shall be like the heat in the desert. They don't understand heat in the desert. Let's read BBE. Maybe to say something else. For he will be like the brushwood in the upland. This one's you still this is American English. You don't understand it. Message, let's see message. This one we don't understand. Amplified. Amplified. For he shall be like a shrub. Have you no shrub? Do you know shrub? Who doesn't know shrub? Raise your hand if you don't know it. What is a shrub? Grass. A sh- shrub, shrub is, a, is, a, is, a, is a name for a class of trees or vegetables or plants. Okay? Shrub. It includes that what is, what is out there is a shrub. Hallelujah. He says, for he shall be like a shrub or a person naked and destitute in the desert. If this is in the desert, it will not survive. A shrub and a tree are not the same. Okay? He says, he shall be like a, like a shrub or a person naked and destitute in the desert. And he shall not see any good. He shall not see any... He won't see good in his life because he's made flesh his arm. He's made flesh his source. 
Flesh includes your work. You trust in your job so much. Some people don't know that their companies will be, will be dying off in a month. They don't know. This month they are very happy. They've paid them. They don't know that next month the, the, the pay will not come. They'll work for 30 days and there will not be rain. And the pay is not going to come. <laughs> they don't know. That is, you'll, be changing, you'll be changing jobs from one place to the other, thinking that this one pays higher. You are going to close the, the company. You are going to help them close. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he shall not see any good, but shall dwell in parched places in the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. What can you plant in a salty land for it to grow? Nothing good can happen to him. Nothing good can happen to him. So don't bank your hopes on the flesh. Okay? Don't. They will disappoint you. Your trust should be in God. Your hope should be in God. Yeah. Work from the Spirit. It says we are we are the circumcision. We have there's no we don't have confidence in the flesh. We do not have confidence in the flesh. Our confidence is in the spirit. This is the spirit that will cause us to do well and go higher and higher. The path of the justice as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. You can be you can be assured of upward and forward movements only through the spirit. It says all things are possible to the one who believes. All things are possible to the one who believes. Go back to that place where we're reading. So the disciples came to him. Go to the next verse. Verse 20, 24. I like this. All things. All things. Did you just say all things? It means that it doesn't matter where I was born. Makes no difference where I was born. Or makes no difference the state of my father and my mother. Doesn't make any difference. If only I can believe. Believe in God and his word. I can move from where I am to the top. Maybe I just started the business. I'm doing fashion. All these Louis Vuitton and Versace and all that are the top guys now. I just started my own company with my name on it. Ike on it. Hey. Can it become something emphatically? Yes. If you believe, it can move from that place, that corner where it is, with one machine, manual machine, you do this. Before you can get something done, it can move from there to become an industry, a big industry, if only you believe. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything, that disease that has been with you for your life, the, all of your life, can just change like that. Anything is possible. Some people personalize the asthma. Asthma, asthma when it comes, I do like this. <laughs> Pastor is serious. It's very serious. Do you like it? Doesn't it bring you pain? How, how, how would you feel if you never had it? What if it, you never had it? What if it goes away? Can it go away forever? Emphatically, yes. It can go away forever. But there's a condition. You must believe. You must believe. And sure, the father of the child cried out and said, with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. He had both at the same time. <laughs> he had belief and unbelief at the same time. He says, help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, it's so remarkable. He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and desperate, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more to him. Enter no more. So he took him out and barred him from going in any, any longer, because he could have gone back inside after some time, if the child did not develop himself. When, it, when an evil spirit is taken away from some place, he goes looking in parched places. If he doesn't find it, he returns back to where he was taken out. And if he comes, and there's nothing and nothing occupying that place. He goes back, 
calls seven spirits that are more wicked than himself and brings them in to come and do And the state of that person is worse than it was before. So Jesus bad the spirit from coming in. Get out and never come back in. He brought wholeness to the boy. Okay, next thing. Don't you love Jesus? And the spirit cried and rent him sore. He even did it more. After he had given the command, he rent him sore and I mean, he just, but he came out of him. And he was as one dead. In so much that the many, that many said he is dead. They thought he, he looked like a dead person. Then Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he rose. He arose. Now, the major thing I want you to see. Go to the next verse, verse 28. And when he was coming to the house, so this has happened. This, has, this just happened. As they're walking on the streets, the disciples are quiet. They don't know what to do with themselves. They're all moving back, just like that. Jesus is going. They're all following. Sally, this job, it's not a small thing. Also, all this. You do, Charlie, the thing, you know, you know, happen. So they go home. They waited till they go home. When they go home, they asked Jesus a question. Why could not we cast him out? Why couldn't we do it? Why? Why couldn't we? Because we didn't do anything from anything different from what you always do. We've worked with you for. That's why Jesus said, Ah, how? I've been with you for all this, all this while. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Because he did everything Jesus was doing. It's not about doing what he does, what is done on the outside. It has nothing to do with the outside, though. Those of you who are in the ministry, let me, let, me, let me say something to you now. Bishop, where the post hair is not waved, he doesn't speak American English like Pastor Chris does. Isn't it? Is he not getting results? Is he not getting results? Young Cho does not speak good English. At all, we can't hear him. Do you see, have you seen the results he has? So it has nothing to do with the outward. Whether you are wearing a suit or agbada, makes no difference. Whether you are wearing a t-shirt, neck, it makes no difference. It is what is inside you that matters. You understand? Yeah. So don't think that it's in a certain suit. If you wear a white suit and you lift your hand like this, then miracles will happen. Now nah, lie. <laughs> and it's like that with every other, every other person. Don't think that it is by uh, getting your shop to look nicer. You can change, you can put air conditions and nobody will enter the air conditioning. You'll be the only one in the air condition. Oh yes. You can do whatever, you can do whatever you want to do. Nobody will be attracted to what you are doing. Yeah, nobody will be attracted. Even though you've, you've specked the place and done all kinds of things. I remember a certain friend of, a certain pastor friend of mine who thought in a certain way about ministry. So he went to a certain town to start a ministry. He went to borrow money to rent a, a building. And bought some more money to buy drums, buy keyboard, buy guitar, buy everything. And then he set up, he, he designed, decorated the stage, everything, and took the microphone with his nice suit, bought a suit from the one of the from the borrowed money, and stood waiting for people to come. It's been four years. Nobody's really he has four years, about twelve. So four years. He has twelve people. After four, four, four or five years, about five years. He doesn't know he's not, you know, he's always, and he still thinks that, even though I told him it's not like that, he still thinks it's like that. It's about, you see, ministry is about the, the, the area you are, which area? Even if you are hiding in a corner and you are doing the right thing, they all come there. The sheep are looking for grass. Sheep always look for grass. No matter how long they will travel to go and get the, they will, get, they will travel to go and get the grass, isn't it? If they are coming to the side and they don't see grass, they will not stay there. They will just keep moving. So they find, where they find grass, where they will stay, they will lie in the grass. And feed. 
That's how it works. Okay? Praise the Lord. Hey, when, and when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately. This was a private matter. So the, I, I believe there were 120 more. 120, the 120 uh, other disciples, they just moved. Charlie, Charlie, get, get out. Want to, this is a private meeting. Very important meeting. He asked him privately, why? Why could not you cast him out? Why? Because we did it as you did it. We did everything like you did. And you came to do what we did. Yes, you came to do what we did. How come it worked? And, when, and he said unto them, This kind come, can come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. Okay? Look at the next thing. Let's read from 27 to 28. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him, and he arose. Verse 28. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. There's another place. The one, that one is Matthew. Okay, let's go to Matthew. We want to put the pieces together. Okay, Matthew 17, 19. Matthew 17, 19. You remember the same story there? Okay. So, then came the disciples, this verse from verse 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Read the rest to me. One to go. How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Okay. Go back to verse 20. And you said unto them, because of your unbelief, the reason why the guy, you couldn't get the result, what's the reason? Because of your unbelief. Because you couldn't believe. You don't, you don't believe. You are with me, but you don't believe. You are hearing it, but you don't believe. For very unto you, if you have faith as a grain of masters, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. However, this kind of what? What do you think he's talking about? Do you think he's talking, he's addressing the demon, that this kind of demon does not go out but by prayer and fasting? Do you think that's what he's talking about? Do you think that's what he's talking about? Okay, let me explain it to you, okay? Now, in this particular place, we are showed the reason why they didn't get the result. The reason is that they didn't get the result because of believing. Then it says, however, this kind, this kind of unbelief, this faith, this unbelief goes out only, or <laughs> this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. Now, it has reference to both the demon and also to their unbelief. Okay? Now, you can work on your believing. How do you work on your believing? Through fasting and prayer. That is true. But there are, sometimes there are some demonic operations around that you may not even be aware of. You don't even know that it's a demon. One pastor had a, a certain church. He went into a certain church to go and preach. He was not the original pastor of the church. This uh, a denomination. So he was posted to that place to go and pastor the church. The original pastor who was there, who started the church and had built it to that point, had left. When he got there, he realized that the church was not growing after some time. He realized it was still the same number. Okay? Same number. And you, sometimes you'll be preaching and people are sleeping all over the place. There's, like, there's no seriousness in the system. So he started fasting and praying. Now there was a day he was in the church fasting and praying in front of the altar. Fasting and he was praying and praying and praying and praying. All of a sudden he heard someone at the back moving chairs. Moving the chairs. So he thought... Maybe it was one of the people. So he decided not to turn. 
but continue. You didn't want his attention to be, attention to be broken, so you just continue praying. Then, when he continued praying, the person moved even the chest even louder, all over the place. So he was compelled to stand up and check who it was. When he checked, it was this figure with the body of a man by the head of a pig standing at the back of the auditorium, coming towards him, saying, I have, I have people, my people are in this church. I have people in this church. No matter what you say, we are going to stay. This is my church. We are going to stay in it. Hey! Hey! We are going to stay. So the pastor, he, he didn't get afraid because he knew who he was. So he stood up and said, you are lying, you get out. Come on, get out in Jesus' name. When he says, get out in Jesus' name, the, the demon will go back a little. Then he said, get out in Jesus' name. He said, get out in Jesus' name about four times. He, goes, he says he goes back a little, goes back a little, goes back a little. And then in the final, at the final uh, uh, command, he flew and went into a, near, a, near, a nearby beer bar, a pub. That same night, the pub got bent. The whole place got bent. Under two weeks, the church was filled. Can you imagine? The church was filled under two weeks. Now, how did the pastor get to know that there was a demon involved? As he was praying and fasting. Now, the prayer and fasting is not what takes the devil out. It is what opens your eye to see what is actually happening. Do you understand? So that you know what to address and what to see. It works on your believing and opens your eye to see what is going on around you. So you know exactly what to do. That's what fasting and prayer does. And that's what Jesus was talking about. So it has reference to, it has a double reference. It has re- because some, you see, some of the, the very easy demons are the ones that can just manifest just in your, you just, the manifestation is nothing. I mean, if you say out, it's for the children, it's just out, they will go. But there are ones, you may not even know that it's a, it's a demonic influence. You may not, the knowledge that is a demon that is causing this to happen may not be known. You may not know it. Another pastor had a church, famous pastor now, Bishop Oedipo. His church grew up to a point, it was not growing any longer. Hey, prayer, nothing was happening. So he decided to pray and fast. As he was praying and fasting, God told him to get out of the church. So he got out of the church. The church was in a, was in a valley. So he climbed up the hill a little. When he climbed up the hill a little, God told him to turn and look at the church. When he looked at the church, he saw a dark cloud over the church, which was covering the church. People will pass by, they don't see that there's a church there. They are passing by, they don't know that there's a church there, that they can enter. They invite them, they come look for the, the church, they can't find it, then go back. Can you imagine? And God told him, rebuke that thing for it to go. Now God is not the one to rebuke it. You are to rebuke it. So he said, get out in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the cloud, that cloud, as simple as ABCD, get out. So it's not the content of what you say, it is the revelation for, of what you, to know exactly what's going on. It's not the words, it's not, as for the get out in the name of, we know it. But what exactly are you addressing? What is the problem? Things must be mentioned by their name. There are some devils that will not go but by their name. That's why Jesus asked his name. He says, what is your name? He says, my name is Dijen. You understand? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Sometimes you realize that some things are going on around. Fasting and prayer, it is too good for you. Those of you who never, you don't, when we say fasting, your face changes. Your, your believing can, the way to work on your believing the way to get the word of God that you are reading, the knowledge you've gathered to seep into your heart is by fasting and praying and meditation. These three things. Fasting, praying, meditate. If you skip them, nothing will happen. Forget about it. Skip these three things. Nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible for you. Everything will be impossible. Demons will have a very comfortable life around you. 
and you will not even know that there's a demon. You not know. Sometimes you are, yeah, the word of God is coming and that you are fighting it in your mind. Oh, but this one, what? This what is, you don't know that there's a demon worrying you. You are comfortable with the demon. You are you are a child of God, born again Christian, but you are oppressed in your mind. There's demonic oppression, there's demonic possession, and then there's demonic possession. Okay? Possess demons cannot possess Christians. A demon a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon unless the Christian allows himself. That's the last stage. But the demon can oppress you in your body. And can obsess you in your mind. There's demonic obsession, which is for the mind. Demonic oppression, which is for the body. So a demon can oppress you in your body. Why do Christians fall sick? Most of the sicknesses are demonic. Some of them are not. It's not, it's not because of medical, whatever. Sometimes your body can contract diseases. You understand? There's the, there's the deeds of the flesh. But if we through the spirit mortify the deeds of the flesh, the works of the flesh, the, the, works, the flesh can pick things up. It can pick a disease up. Someone is coughing. <coughs> you say, oh, I'll, I'll not get it. And I'm not letting the person cover the mouth. The person has to be closes. And you're standing by the person. You have not worked on your believing yet. You are saying it because someone said it. You can't you can't have the, the, the tuberculosis because of your body will just get it. Your body, your body is in this world, and it can it can catch stuff. But there are other sicknesses and diseases that are clearly and completely demonic. Sores that are not dying. How can you have a sore and it's not dying? A sore that is not you are treating the sore and treating and treating and it's not dying. You are not diabetic as well. It's not dying. How can that be? Challenges in your I mean, nothing is working for you. You always think about ladies. Always. We know that every man's mind is not correct, but your own is too much. It's too much. Your mind is always set on foolish things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something needs to happen. Fasting, prayer, meditation. We'll get it done. Hallelujah. What do you do? You take those words that you've, you've found through knowledge and you start meditating on them. And you add fasting to it. And you add prayer to it. How do you meditate? Meditation means to think or to worry about something. Have you ever worried in your life? Anybody you ever worried in your life? <laughs> you wanted to grab, wanted to get a, 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 a girl, and the girl is not even looking at you. You can't, you can't even sleep. Hey, when you see the lady and the lady does not mind you, ah, God, when shall I? When shall I? Have you ever worried before? If you've worried in your life before, then you, you are a wonderful candidate for, for, for meditation. You can meditate too much. Meditation means to think and worry in quotes. You can't worry about the, about the word, isn't it? But that's what you are used to, so that's why I'm using that, that word. Thinking on the word of God. Thinking on the word of God. Hallelujah. That is a way to get, to work on your believing. To work on your believing. Can you get a bucket full, filled with water instantly? At once. Yes, you put it under the bucket, under the pipe. You open the pipe and then close it, and the bucket is full. Is there anything like that? You you put the bucket that you open the tap and wait for the tap for the bucket to be full, isn't it? In the same way, meditation is what causes the word of God that is inside that you have gathered through knowledge to fill your heart gradually. When your heart is filled, you start confessing. Do you understand? Bible says that when the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves. And God is the first person who started meditating. He shows us in the Bible. Last scripture I know close. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying yourself in the Lord? Are you, are you learning anything at all? Say my life is in my hand. I'm responsible for myself. 
and I'm going to do something about it. I see producing results everywhere in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because of this knowledge, because you know this. Hallelujah. I see some believing servants of God in the system. And everything is possible to you. Everything. No matter where you are now, you can, you can be sleeping under the bridge right now. It can change. Your, your situation can change if you apply what I'm telling you now. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This is a beautiful heaven, a beautiful earth that God created. But then it got destroyed. And the earth was... Look at the next verse. Verse 2. And the earth was without form. The word was means it became. Other version says it became. It wasn't, that wasn't the original state of the earth. But it became without form and void. Between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it's about so many billions of years. That's where you account for Lucifer, for dragons, for dinosaurs, and all those things. All those things were there. God created the first heaven and the earth that he created had all those things in there. But then it was destroyed by the coming down of Lucifer. And God wanted, the whole earth was plunged into darkness. Into an ice age. Where nothing existed. There was no light, nothing. There was cold all over the place. And God wanted to change it. What did God do? The Bible says, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God wanted that change. What did he do? He says, and the spirit of, of, of God moved upon the face of the waters. The word moved means to hover. It means to brood. It means to meditate. It means to matter. That's what it means. The Spirit of God was brooding on the earth. He was brooding upon the waters. Yeah, hovering. Look at it. This is amplified. He says the Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. He was brooding over it. You see, for 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 the egg of the egg that is laid by the, that hen to become a chick, for it to become a chick, that hen needs to brood over it, isn't it? The egg can be eaten by someone, and that will be the end. The potential of that chick, chicken can be ended by someone taking it and eating the egg. But for that potential in that egg, that egg to become a chick or a chicken to occur, for that to happen, there's a period of brooding that needs to take place. You brood over. So God started brooding over the, the, the waters. He was brooding over the waters. Brooding and brooding and brooding and brooding. And when he was filled with his believing, he spoke. The next thing says that, and God said, let there be light. Hallelujah. So you are, going to, you are going to have to brood on the word of God that you have gathered through knowledge. You have to brood on it. You have to stay on it. What are you doing? You are filling your cloud. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves. The sickness may not change in one day. Your circumstance may not change in one day. But don't worry. I'm getting the word of God inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You may say that and it may not do anything to you. Until it starts doing something to your body, you have not started. Do you understand? You have to start thinking on it. You are thinking, you are brooding on it. This is not what God called me for. This is not what I was designed for. I was not designed for failure. I was not designed to be poor. You must meditate and think on the word until it becomes a part of you. It forms a part of your system. And when it's inside, when your heart is filled, it says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It says out of it's the abundance of the heart, you are filling your heart with the word of God. That bucket must be filled with the water. Isn't it? It has to be filled. But for it to be filled, you need to stand by and watch it get filled. You must fill yourself with the word. Meditate on it. Brood over it. That egg is changing gradually. It changes from one level of glory to the other. Before you realize you have spoken about it and it is changing. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Say, I found my way out of trouble. Say it again. I found my way out of trouble. I'm going to meditate on the word. 
going to brood over it. Yeah, that's what you are doing. You are brooding. You are changing. Things are changing. It will be changing gradually. Gradually. When your heart is filled with it, you declare, it will come out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart. It says, out of the heart proceeded forth good or evil. How, what is, what, what, what is your, your, your believing system concerning that particular thing? Until you are waking up from your sleep and ask about it and you give immediate answers. You have not started. Hallelujah. That's why you have to add fasting and prayers. You take some time off, a day off. I want to get this thing into my heart. I want to get it into my spirit. You start, you start putting it inside. Start putting it inside. Start meditating. Start thinking on it. And you see, meditation also, also means to mutter it under breath, to say it under breath, to talk under breath. I, I cannot fail. I do not fail. Greater is it. Ah, you can be walking around thinking about something to just come to. Ah, I do not fail. I, I cannot fail. Me, I'm not a failure. I'm a success. I'm a success. You are, what are you doing? You are working on your believing. You are working on your believing. Do you understand? You are working on your believing. It is, your heart is being filled. It's getting filled. Your, your, your consciousness about it is changing. Your life is changing about it. If, there's, if the sickness is there, it will start dying. You will be surprised to start dying. It will start dying. It will start dying. Because your, your faith, your believing is forming. It's forming. You are hovering upon the waters. You are hovering upon that situation. Hovering upon that darkness. When God saw the darkness, he was not moved. He knew how to change it. He started hovering. His spirit started hovering upon it. Meditation is hovering. He says, meditate upon these things. Give yourself completely, wholly unto them. Meditation, you must give yourself completely to meditation. It's not a passive thing. It's not a partial thing. That is in First Timothy 4.15. Hallelujah. Oh. I see producing results. Listen, I'm your pastor. I'm, I'm prophesying to you. I said, I see you producing results. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will do well. You will change things around you. You were below next thing here, I'm telling you. You were, you were a dollar billionaire. A dollar billionaire. You will sponsor the gospel with only you. You will sponsor a program, only you. You will sponsor a worldwide program, only you. By your money. By your influence. By the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them. You must give yourself wholly to meditate. These are special times that you must take out of your busy schedule during the day. Because this is the only thing that is going to change everything about your life. You must, you must give it time. You must give it time. It's when you're studying, you don't study when everybody's around. When people are shouting and doing what you, 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 you want to get it inside, isn't it? You want to get it into your brain. For it to get into your brain, what do you do? You separate yourself so that you can, you can think on, you can, you can really study the thing. You can concentrate. You are now coming to get these things into your spirit. Get it into your heart. You did this when you were going to get some things into your brain. Into your mind. You, were, you were going to study to write an exam and you wanted to get it into your brain. You got some quiet time somewhere. Spent about two hours on it. Or three hours on it to get that concept. Now you are going to get something in the word into your heart. Why? Why would you change your life? Why should you do it anyhow? You don't have to do it anyhow. This is, this is, the, serious, this is the most serious time in your life. So you take some time off with fasting and prayers and you get that thing inside. Get that, those words concerning healing inside. Do you understand? You gathered it initially by finding, finding the knowledge. Now you are getting it inside. You are going to meditate on it. You are going to get it into your spirit. Get it into your heart through meditation. So you pick one of them and you eat it. You see, sometimes eh, when it comes to healing, some people want it to be one time. It doesn't happen like that. Even when you go to the hospital, they prescribe medicines for you. The back, the, 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 what is it called? Antibacteria. Eh? Then, the, antibac- the antibiotics is not going to work at once. They tell you, take two. 
three times a day. So in the morning you take two. In the afternoon you take two. In the evening you take two. So it may start changing, but it will not change immediately. The next day you take two, two, two. The next day you take two, two, two. By the third day you start seeing changes. By the second day you start seeing changes, isn't it? Is it true? Why do you think things must be different spiritually? There are a lot of physical things that are similar to spiritual things. So you take the word of God like medicine. Yeah. You take it because it's his medicine. The Bible says that it's his medicine. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It's his medicine. It's his medicine. And it must be taken like that. Okay? In portions. Take it in portions. So you find time. During the day, you find time. Morning, I'm doing one hour of meditation. Meditating on, on this particular. I want to change. This is, you want to definitely change. You want to change something. You can apply this to all of your life. The power is inside. Remember, the power is inside. It's not where God is inside. So it's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. So you are getting the power to work now. How am I going to get to work? I must start sparking it in the morning. He says, For, for they are life. Eh? Go, go to from let's read from verse 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my sayings. Are you saying it? Let them not depart from thy eyes. Look at it, hear it. Let it be. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Nothing, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Nothing, it's not going to change by any other means. Nothing is going to change by any other. This is it. If you knew that this is what will change everything, this activity that you're going to do is what will change everything, you attend to it with all of your heart, isn't it? I'm telling you now, this is what will change everything. It will change everything. It will change everything. He says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my Let He says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How do you do that? How do you do that? Through meditation. Keeping them in the midst of your heart is through meditation. So you look at it, you hear it, you think on it, and it starts entering your heart. And when it gets into your heart and it gets full, you'll be shocked. At that particular moment, you will release a creative word. And it will create your environment for you, to create your future for you. Hallelujah. For they are life unto all those that find them. And health to all their flesh. The word health there is medicine. As that person says medicine. They are medicine to all their flesh. Look, I don't know if you have another person there that says that. They are medicine. There's medicine to all their flesh. Medicine. It can work for you. It can change things. It can cause that thing to change. It's medicine. Take it in the right portions. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. I'm spending three days fasting. I'm fasting about this thing. I'm not going to be minding. I'm going to fast and pray and think about this particular thing. I'm going to change this thing. You can set your own time for change. You can, your, your own time for change is in your hand. You want things to change is in your hand. Hallelujah. It is healing. It is healing. This one says it's healing to their whole body. The, the Hebrew says it is medicine. It is medicine to their flesh. It is medicine. I said it is medicine. Yeah, it can change things. Your whole world can change. It can. Gather knowledge. Meditate on it with fasting and prayer. You are working on your believing. You are hovering upon that, that, that egg. It says, as we look, as we behold ourselves in that glass, we are transformed. We are transfigured from one level of glory to the other. As we behold, the more you behold, the more you change. The more you behold, the more you change. Because it's an inward change. You must start from within. It's a change from one level of, one level of glory to another. One state to the other. Like the life of the butterfly. Like the life of the toad. It changes. Initially, it doesn't look like that. But it has an end in, in mind. The butterfly is born not like, not like that with its wings. It is born as, a, as an egg. It's a small egg. But it's going to change. It's going to go through things. Going, so someone can say, oh, this is going to, it's not going to change. That's the person's business. Someone can, someone can say, that this, this egg is not going to change to be a butterfly. It's his own business. All the butterfly needs to do is to just keep doing what is happening inside him. 
It is there are things that are happening. There's a, there's a metamorphosis that is happening inside. There's a change that is happening inside. It's ch- Before you realize that butterfly will come out of its shell and will be flying all over the place. Before you realize that toe, that tadpole, that small thing that was in there with that small uh, uh, tail swinging in the in the pool. Before you realize, it has become a, a toad, big toad moving around with a big voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm working on my believing. I'm going to work on my believing. I'm going to work on my believing. And I'm going to see definite changes in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up my feet and begin to swing. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314. Or send an email to info at ChristWorldInc.com. God bless you.